Oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> I heard that. Thought I had the fucking intro ready. Anyways, here we go. <laughs> I always say it. I'll say it once. I'll say it again. It's not the Machine Room Podcast unless I fuck it up somehow. Fuck up the intro, <laughs> fuck up something. It's always something I fuck up. I don't know why. Anyways, welcome to the Machine Room Podcast. Ooh, damn, my thing is way too loud. Welcome to the Machine Room Podcast. <laughs> I'm your host, Nastradamus, and also with me is your other host, Hammer of Venus. Which one was yeah, the applause? Nope, that's not the applause. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> we did not just kill off Hammer of Venus. We can't do that. Can't All right, stop me. the sounds. And we're here, yo. We're back. I apologize for last week not being here because I got shit face drunk at my work party. How about that? It was good because I ate. It was a barbecue, and they did it at the back of the office. As so basically, we were just in the office and in the back, and it was a lot of food. And I ate two burgers, chilled with the coworkers. We partied. But then I got a little too comfortable and I had a whole lot of tequila. Started off with The Rock's tequila. I'm talking about Damn. Dwayne The Rock Johnson's Terramana tequila. I had, it was, it was, it tasted like any other tequila. So I had shots of those. And as the party kept going, I mixed it up with other stuff. One of those I didn't even know was vodka. And then Patron. So, yeah, pretty, I pretty much got fucked up by the end oh, of the night. I love Patron. Mm -hmm. But um, I lasted. I lasted throughout the whole. But by the time that I was, like, fucked up, fucked up, everybody was gone. So no one saw me. Uh, I hope no one saw me all too crazy and... You know, I knew it was something serious when I was in the restroom and <laughs> I'm on the toilet and I see the little uh, uh, little garbage bucket in front of me and my mind is like, hey man, you're going to throw up. And I'm like, I don't want to throw up. <laughs> I don't want to throw up. I don't want to get to that level. I hate that level. Like, no, you're going to throw up. And I'm like, fuck, man. And I just grabbed the bucket. And I was like, you know, fuck it. And then I did it, but in the most quietest way so no one outside could hear me. So I'm just like, <laughs> And I'm just fucking. Oh my god! I just I hate getting. Look, this that's probably like my third time I got to that level, and I really don't enjoy getting to that level. Um, but it is what it is, and you know that's why I I I couldn't do anything. But it was it was it was fun, and there's another story to tell. But yeah, there you go. Don't don't drink the rocks tequila and then mix it with other drinks. You're not supposed to mix liquor anyway. That's why you get sick. Well, you know it's funny because I heard them all say because we were in a conference room and we were all partying there, chilling and shit. And there was people saying that it's like, oh no, you don't mix whatever. But every time someone came out and I guess I was real good mood and they were like, yeah, take a shot of this, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I even said it, you know, I, what I always do whenever we all, um, whenever I always take a whole bunch of shots with people and we all do the toast and stuff, 
after we do the toast, I go like, and after this, we all die. And then I drink. Because it always reminds me of, you know, like fucking horror movies. You know, they're like, yeah, everybody's partying. And then like two hours later, someone's running for their damn life. Shit, not even that. Sometimes it's right after that. <laughs> well, I almost died. <laughs> you just threw up. I think you'll be okay. Oh yeah, I, I did. But the next day, I was I was hungover until the afternoon. That's for damn sure. Ew. Yeah, it wasn't. I was in bed until then. What did mm. you What did you do to cure your hangover? Oh, I mean, this girl took care of me. You know, bless bless her soul. She was taken over there by her brother, and then drove me back home with my car. Had another bucket with me just in case. And oh then God. gave me a Gatorade and water, and that's it. I pretty Gatorade much, works. Yeah, I pretty much slept it all off. Oh, that's uh, good. Yeah, that's I good. Do, uh, oh, last time I had a hangover, which was many years ago, and I won't say it because it'll age me. <laughs> but I, I had this horrible hangover when I lived in California. And I was literally crawling on the floor because it hurt to stand. So I'm crawling on the floor, and I somehow made it to my car to go to Starbucks to get two large, undiluted green teas. Ooh. And, yeah, the green tea helped a lot. Yeah, that'll do it. It'll flush you the fuck out. As King Diabetes said, electrolytes, what Naz craves. (laughs) That's right. That's right. That's right. That's good to have um, Gatorade and water to get you from a hangover. And it's also good to see so many people here already in the machine room with us. Shout outs to Spend Dog, Danny, and King Diabetes. 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 It's good to see you guys here in the machine room once again. You know, you hear my story why I wasn't here last year. Last year, That's last week. <laughs> I'm drunk right now. You are drunk. drunk <laughs> but I had, a, I, had, I had a good time. It was cool to um get together with coworkers and management. Apparently, my review's coming. So, oh, no. Uh-huh. Um, it's not, I know it's not bad. It, oh, no, in the sense of, oh, no, I feel like they're, tr- they're going to try to give me a higher position, like a supervisor or some shit like that. I don't know. Because I know they're always talking about, we want you guys to keep moving up as we grow. And I just keep saying, I mean, if this involves me just being in the van doing stuff off my phone, then I'm all for it. <laughs> less work, yeah. less work for me, the better. But I know it all comes with headaches. Um, and more oh, money. Yeah. But, you know, we'll see. I, I mean, my... um. My uh, supervisor or boss or manager, whatever the fuck he is, he um he already told me that he was talking to them and trying to give me like you know a dollar more, and I'm like, give me ten dollar more, and he's he's like, I got you, and I'm like, good, <laughs> <laughs> give me all the fucking money. But hell yeah. yeah, that's my story. You know, work is work. I was really pissed off because I spent the Fourth of July all there. I did not At get work? yeah. I did not get home until like midnight. You know what I did? I slept probably till midnight. <laughs> well, there you go. None of like us got that. to celebrate. I woke up and my mom sent me all these texts to give my dogs melatonin so they wouldn't be scared for the fireworks. 
and I woke up and I saw what time it was. I just texted her back. I was like, we slept through the fireworks. I think we're okay. There you go. You're good. We had the um the, the pit bull here that we're fostering, and she said, like, yeah, he was scared the whole damn time. Oh, a lot of noises and stuff like that. So she had to, she was there with him the entire time. Me, I guess, I mean, the benefit for me besides, you know, getting like paid holiday for, for that day, which I guess is worth it in a sense. I was really cranky. I was cranky as fuck. I was mad that, I was mad of the people who were off. <laughs> I was mad that I couldn't be home or I couldn't leave early. I was mad that we were there even later and later. Uh, but the benefits of it is that at the airport, since it's nothing but open, you know, view into the horizon, I got to see like fireworks like crazy. And oh, nice. next to that airport in the Rosemont area, which is what that area is called, um, they have uh, fireworks every Thursday. But since that was the 4th of July day, you know, they had fireworks that day. So I just saw spectacular fireworks coming out from that area and from other neighbor, uh, other surrounding neighborhoods. I mean, it was it was a good sight to see. I mean, that was something of the benefit. But now nah, I was I was super cranky. I was like, man, fuck this. I don't I'm not even I'm freaking. Oh, it rained thunderstorm. So I was very happy about that. I was like, yeah, oh, if I don't wow. if I don't get to do anything, nobody gets to fucking do anything. Let it rain, baby. But however, that same day was a very fucked up day around this uh, area as in the uh, northern suburban area, Highland Park, there was that shooting, which I'm pretty sure reached out. to. I mean, I heard like nationwide. Everybody heard about it. Yeah, I heard about it. Yeah, so in Highland Park, which is not really Chicago, but it's like a northern suburb of Chicago, which is a big area of, like, rich kind of area. And that's mostly where you get stuff from popular movies like Ferris Bueller's Day Off and all that other shit. Uh, Like all the John Hughes movies. Yeah, like all the John Hughes movies, you know. So when his stuff is based in Chicago, it's like those rich fuckers up there, and then they go down to Chicago, you know. Uh, so that's where it happened, and that was really sad news. You know, good news is that they got the person, um, but it was still awful that that happened on that day. I mean, who? I mean, you gotta have some kind of mindset to be like, all right, let me just start going off here on the freaking holiday parade celebration. We could have a whole show about that, but it was devastating and. And it's like a, everybody's like a broken record. Every time there's a mass shooting, it's like, okay, there needs to be more laws against people having guns. We don't need to have automatic machine guns. People with like intense mental health issues shouldn't have guns because they're going to do something to someone else or themselves. People under age should, under like the age of like 21, shouldn't have guns. I agree. I agree. And it's funny because there's something right here that says that the father of Highland Park parade shooter says he does not regret signing a consent form for his son to apply for gun ownership after he threatened to kill his entire family. Oh, my God. Well, that's the show, ladies and gentlemen. Yep. That's not what I wanted, man. I should have had that. Yes. 
I don't got that. I don't got that plugged up to anything. Anyway, oh, shout out no. to, <laughs> shout out to Gina. She's up in the chat room as well. Thank you Gina. for being here. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also, uh, King Diabetes for giving us the bits. And if you're just listener right now, off of iHeart, Apple, Spotify, wherever the fuck you're listening to us or watching us on YouTube, which is really just listening to us now because. Fuck you, you don't need to see visuals. The visuals right here, these two pictures, you get it. Um <laughs> if you're there, know that I'm I'm here talking about the, the, the Twitch stream and um you know we get bits and whatnot. But anyways, if you want to be a part of that, you know where to find us on Twitch, Machine Room Podcast, baby. But follow us mm-hmm. on Twitter at the real machine room so you know when exactly we're on because we're spontaneous. Uh, we do whatever the fuck we want. We do do it. That's how we do it in the Machine Room <laughs> Podcast. We don't give a fuck. You don't give no fucks. You don't give no fucks at all. So yeah, We're that was talk about anything and We're everything. Everything fucking fuck cancel culture, and we're gonna say words that you may not like because we do what we want. Hell yeah! And if I'm gonna sleep in, I'm gonna sleep in. Oh my god, that's all I like to do. That tomorrow. Tomorrow I want to sleep in, but I know I'm gonna get up because I haven't seen my mother in a, in a long ass time. So I probably like go to her in the morning and get some of that good Mama Nazario breakfast. Ooh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. How's your aunt doing? Oh uh, shit! I think I didn't give you that information, did I? I guess not. <laughs> Yeah, well, um, when was that? Damn, this felt like long ago. That, uh, what was it, two weeks ago? Yeah, she passed away. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, thank you. She passed away, and we had the wake and everything, and, uh, yeah. Damn, so, yeah, you didn't tell me none of that shit. No, I, I thought I did, man. I don't know. It all happened real fast. That whole week was like, that whole, when was that? That whole week was, um, uh, it was... A fuck fest. It was, it was not good. Let me tell you. So, but we got through it and we're all good. My, my okay. That wake was interesting because that's that's my aunt through my mom, mm-hmm. and you know that's her side of the family. And you know I love my family, but you always got like I always felt like I was closer to my father's side of the family. You know, right? Her side of the family is just really crazy at least here in chicago and puerto rico they're cool and uh so let's just say that at some point in that wake these people decided to go get church's chicken and they just started eating right there (laughs) oh my god and i'm like all right i guess this is i guess this is cool this is uh this is the norm but yeah but she's in a better place right now because she was like yeah she was it was her time. Wow, I'm so sorry. Thank you, thank you. It's all good though. We're, We're here good. today to talk about some serious shit, y'all. Some serious shit, yo. About how my aunt passed away, R.I.P. But also today, James Khan passed away. I know that's so sad. What? I saw that this morning and was like, "Fuck!" Now I need to watch Misery or Brian's song. And then I found Brian's song on YouTube and was like, yeah, I can watch it for free. <laughs> I, I, I want to, I remember he was the, I guess, quote unquote, bad guy in the way of the gun. 
Yeah. Yeah. We have that too in our library. He had this. He had this present. Oh shit! Hold on a minute. Hold on. Uh, keep talking about James Kong. <laughs> Wherever he went, he'll be back. I'm sure. Maybe the dog had diarrhea. Um. He's in Eraser as well. I haven't seen the movie in forever. He was the priest, and that's my. Yeah, that's a good. A good one there, Gina. He was in The Godfather. He was in like, was he in part one and two or just one? I think he was just in the first part. <laughs> he was the older brother. All right, all right. I apologize for that. I what happened? For that. What happened was that I'm help. I helped. I helped the. Uh, I helped my fiance with her her little project. She's trying to make these things to teach people how to how to extract blood out of animals and whatever and do CPR, right? Uh -huh. So she's creating all this arts and crafts stuff for this tomorrow. So it's very last minute as she always does. But that's when she works the best. So I helped her make a couple of this. And it's all like syringes with fake blood inside of it and blah, blah, blah. So while I'm talking to you, I hear some noises. I turn around and the three little black foster kitties <laughs> are right there on there about to knock them all over. One oh, has no. his head inside a cup with the little fake blood that's actually... um. Is actually uh, some kind of is actually something that they actually inject animals in when they need some nutrients or whatever, but just mm -hmm. with red uh red food coloring dye and shit like that. So I had to quickly go over there and make sure they didn't knock everything over and drink that and all that crap. <laughs> the fucking, fucking cat. There's no control, man. They get on the tables and I'm like, Ugh. So yeah, that was that was the that was the red alert that I had to quickly run over there. Just I was like, I thought maybe the dog had diarrhea or something. No, no, no. That dog's upstairs. If he was down here, he'll be he'll be calm. That dog's racist. <laughs> I just wanna get to the point that that dog's racist. Okay, you guys need How? to hear you guys need to hear this, okay? Oh so God. on the Saturday, last Saturday. We had a little barbecue ourselves in the back in the backyard because you know I was gonna just be fucking a work slave for Sunday and Monday, the whole July fourth, and I invited whoever I could. So I invited Randy, right? I'm like, man, whatever. We need some people to come over here and eat. And he's like, shit, I ain't gonna say no to free food. So he eventually comes over, right? And we got the dog back there. So tell me why this dog is so nice to everybody else, but the moment Randy comes in. Started barking at him. I was like, oh, come on, man. Oh, I hyped, God. I hyped this dog up. I was telling him, man, he's such a good dog. He's so nice. You know, he was nice to me. He's so nice to everybody here. And he just goes ham. I was like, because oh, you black? Oh, man, come on, man. He's racist. <laughs> Fucking racist-ass dog. Oh. oh, my God. Poor dog. Poor Randy. Yeah, he even fed him some Doritos because... She told him, like, here, feed him this. You know, try to be, you know, show that you're cool and whatever. And then we thought he was. So then at the point, I was like, all right, Randy, come on, sit over here. And then the dog was like, Burr. I'm like, oh, fuck it. Jesus Christ. And then, <laughs> and then my girl was like, I don't get it because the dog's black too. And Randy's like, I know, right? <laughs> Usually how it is. Wow. Black on black crime. I know, man. Even when it's dogs, it's fucked up. <laughs> it's fucked up. But uh, yeah. 
Yeah. So that's 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 the deal with that dog and now these cats, and I gotta keep an eye on that shit. And the cats racist too. No, no, no. These cats are racing, man. These, you know, cats. Cats don't give a fuck. No, they don't. Cats don't give a fuck. They're cool like that. I mean, one cat here is apparently giving a fuck because she likes to keep peeing and pooping on our bed. Oh. Yeah, she got. She she's jealous or mad or something. I don't know what. Like she'd be there, she'd be cool, but then. Sometimes she just be like, "Man, fuck you," and then just starts peeing there. Or probably is like yeah. a a form of this is my territory, you know, because <coughs> the kitties be on there sometimes with us. Sometimes cats do that just because they don't like you. <laughs> I thought she had something. The, the thing is that cats could be stressed out too. Yeah, this one seems like it's stressed because this this cat is always whenever we have like some fosters. She always stays to herself in the kitchen. And this cat already is not very... This cat don't care about any of the other family cats. She just mm-hmm. on her own thing. And mostly all three of them be on their own thing. But she really like on her own thing. But she loves being with us. And she was the first cat to be friendly to me. So I kind of like unofficially labeled her my cat. Aw, you should keep it. Uh, I should, right? So I have no problem with her coming to the room with us, and she li- she just uh, lays in the corner and rests there and blah, blah, blah. It was all cool. But then, I mean, one day we found poop on the bed, and I thought it was another cat because he had a history of that stuff. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you thought it was Amber Heard. No, 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 but it's funny because... Because later that day, I started telling her, I was like, maybe maybe this is like some kind of like like Amber Heard, you know, like the tooth fairy kind of shit, but she leaves a turd on your bed. <laughs> but uh, Sorry, dog. then when we went to bed again, I, I went to sleep. And you know how, you know, when you just get a like a feeling like something's by you? Yeah. You know? So I just felt like something was above me and I turn up, I turn my head up and that's where I see, uh, the cat Juno, uh, uh, doing the deed. And I'm like, yo, and my girl wakes up from that and just chops the cat right off the bed. <laughs> and <laughs> then we found our corporate and we're like, what the fuck? And it was always on my side. So I was like, damn, is she mad at me? I thought we were cool and blah, blah. So she's kind of calmed down. She peed once again, and then she peed again, but this time on her side. Uh, I don't know. We'll we'll let her in if we're there and we're, like, paying attention to her, but now she mostly doesn't go in there when we're, like, sleeping or whatever. What can I do? MCAT. I'm about to change her name to Amber Turd. (laughs) Amber Turd. That's why I don't have cats anymore. They, like piss and shit on stuff and they scratch up your furniture and they fucking leave hair and vomit everywhere can't do it this one does there's one that does leave hair everywhere and vomits everywhere now these three little kitties are just hyper as fuck got the zoomies my cat that i used to have used to puke right where i would step to get out of bed on the floor so i'd be getting out of bed step on the floor right in the Big pile of cat puke. Like, you're a fucking dick. I'd be pissed off, man. I'm already pissed off that I'd be finding doo doo everywhere. 
fucking doo doo. This is my life, though. <laughs> I hit the jackpot. <laughs> I hit the jackpot, baby. Let's get on topic. Let's talk about this this show on Disney Plus. The return of Obi Wan Kenobi. That's right, Kenobi. I remember a video of that. It was like some dub of that fight scene, and it was when Darth and Kenobi fought. And I don't know. I think some, I think someone dubbed the the Darth Vader is like, oh no, Kenobi. I remember Randy always quoting it afterwards. I don't remember where it is, what to look up for it, but it was something there. But yes, Obi Wan Kenobi six episode, right? Six, yeah. Six episode Disney fast too, like. If they you do. skip the credits, it's, it's a lot shorter. They do, they do. It's six episode Disney Plus series, Star Wars canon story it's basically of basically a movie cut into six pieces. Ah, you see, but here's the interesting thing, right? Because I just found this out earlier before this started. You said it is basically a movie cut into six parts. Yes. Somebody thought that okay, this is way too long. There's a lot of stuff cut off. So someone did a fan edit two hour version of this and made it into a movie. Nice. And I downloaded it. You gotta send that to me. Yes. This information is being spread everywhere because it's on all freaking websites like variety and all this stuff, blah 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 blah. They give you the link to him, and then he has these links that is like you download it off his Google Drive. The thing is that there's a limit, but he made yeah. this final link at the at the end using frame.io or something like that. Oh, Excuse me. And that's where I was finally able to download this movie. Because nice. when, it, when it comes to fan edits, I need to get my hands on it. Does it have a, a screen crawl at the beginning? No, it just starts off just like the show starts off. And he starts uh, cutting stuff down. Like, I watch maybe five to ten minutes of it. And, yeah, you could tell, like, but it, it, he felt, this person felt like there, the pacing was just too much. And there was just inf- there was just stuff there that could have been taken out and whatever. So, I'm intrigued of watching this two-hour cut to see just how he edited down a six-hour, basically, Um movie into two hours well like i said once you cut out the ending credits the episodes were like 30 minutes to 40 minutes long i mean they're pretty short i watched the whole series in like five six hours but like i thought you were gonna say well yeah that'll do the job the the credits and stuff make it Mm -hmm. longer because the credits are long as fuck Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that's not the very end when I watched the last um, the last episode and watched the credits they went on forever so yeah like you could do. easily cut that down yeah they do they do they really got it you know people gotta get paid and get notifications and shit like that you remember back in the day when it was like Finn and then that's it the movie ended that's then dominant. That's how I want to make movies. I want to go back to that. Put the credits at the beginning, just the people who matter, and then at the end, just <laughs> the end. You see, then you'll get hit. 
you'll get hit with shit though. That's why they created like the whole reason that they get these long credits is because of, you know, the whatever, the unions and whatnot. So people need to be credited. With mainly the special effects people. And then like this show, Obi-Wan Kenobi, they shot in multiple locations. So they have different credits for each location. Like there was stuff that was filmed here in New Mexico. So there's like a whole big long thing. It says Albuquerque. So there was all the people that helped make the the show here in New Mexico. Then there was like can't remember the other locations. Because I was too excited about Albuquerque. <laughs> You're just like, woo, oh, Albuquerque, shit. we're Tatooine. Fuck y'all. Hell yeah. And that's it. I would too. But, I'll be the same way. But yeah, the credits are crazy. But it's a really good show. I, I enjoyed the shit out of it. I don't care what haters say. I like the pacing of it. I liked it. I like a good slow burn as long as the, the story is there. Because it really, you got to see where everybody's at. And um, I luckily I got to watch episode three of Star Wars before I watched Obi-Wan because it was on TNT. They were playing Star Wars for like two days straight. So I got they always to watch, do. I always got to watch most of them. And then they went to replay them again. And they only made it to episode three. So they played one, two, three. And then they start playing Charmed late at night. <laughs> old one or so new one? The, the one with Rose McGowan. So the old one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I was like, well, this is a perfect opportunity to watch Obi-Wan Kenobi because it takes place right after, not right after, it's like 10 years after episode three. And they even have scenes from episode three in it that uh, kind of bring you up to date to where everybody's at right now. So that was cool to see. Yeah. Yeah, they really lead you into it, giving you a good sum up of... uh previously and it's just all of the three episodes everything involving obi-wan of course i was um, waiting for that guy to show up and be like last time on dragon ball z yeah <laughs> would have been the shit <laughs> last time on star wars <laughs> obi-wan kenobi's a padawan with qui-gon Jin, and they meet this little kid called anakin and you just need the music in the background yes then each at the beginning of every show, I don't care what show it is, it comes out. Like, I was watching Westworld the other day, and they do that too, you know? Like, they show you what happened on the last episode, and every time in the back of my head, I think, last time on Dragon Ball Z! <laughs> <laughs> and then you always gotta get, like, animes always have the... This fucking kitty flipped this whole... It's this um like a pyramid kind of thing with the balls inside of it and they just go oh, round yeah. and round when they hit it, you know? Yeah. This cat flipped it upside down. That's <laughs> smart. Motherfucker. She's going crazy on it. It's cute. Anyways, they always animes always have the titles that are just long as hell, basically telling you what's happening in the episode, you know? Yep. So episode one, <laughs> Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh Obi-Wan working, stealing food. Where's Leia? You know, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Yes. We need that guy that does that voice from the nineties to come back and do that for every show. I mean I mean you and me are, <laughs> are killing it right now, so I think we could do it, you know. 
That and we need Morgan Freeman to explain everything to us. Oh my god. <laughs> so every time Obi-Wan had a pause, and this is when Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi started realizing that maybe Anakin Skywalker did need a little bit more love and attention before turning to the dark side. I'm Morgan Freeman. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, Don LaFontaine? Oh, shit. <clears throat> Wait, how do you... <clears throat> Uh, in the world. He's the one with the real... I can't do that real deep voice, you know, like... That's right. This time, Kenobi's in trouble. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. You gotta get Paul Francisco to do Don LaFontaine. I can't do it. That's awesome. Yeah, they always... The anime ones, they always spoil shit. Always. Like, why, why do I need to watch it? You just tell me everything that's gonna happen. <laughs> exactly. I... I mean, it, it it constantly happens on on One Piece, like this episode. Luffy final gear defeats whoever. You know, I'm like, all right. Well, I guess I know what happens. Exactly. At least when I was watching Trigun, the the freaking titles were just like something poetic. You know, like paradise. And I'm like, all right, cool. And then I watched the episode, and there was just it didn't give away nothing. You know, it's just Hell an yeah. actual title for or uh, an episode. Obi-Wan doesn't have any episodes. No, they were just like episode one, episode two, right? It was just, there was no titles for each episode. I think it was just episode one, Kenobi. Yeah. Episode two, Kenobi. Because like, like you explained, it's just a six part movie. Yeah, it is. That's all it is. Like the way it's shot, film, how it looked and score, everything. It's just a really sick, long six part movie. Because the truth of the matter is that Obi-Wan was planned to be a, trilogy and they had the script for the first movie but then they scrapped it out and decided to do a series and they use the script of the first movie as the basis for the first season of obi-wan oh well there you go i didn't know that yeah that was that was the original plan i um you know personally either or would have worked for me i would have been fine if it was a movie or a series uh a, a series just seems cooler because you know you get to really flesh things out you know you do you, you get to like i said before you get to have that slow burn and the that that good kind of pacing and see where everybody's at instead of a movie where they just want to throw you into the mix right away mm-hmm. plus you get those kind of um i forgot what i was gonna say uh, i was gonna say like typically in 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 a series like this, you do get to have those beginnings and ends and stuff where, um, like cliffhangers and stuff like that. And granted, movies do that too, but when you do it to a movie and you have to wait like two, three years before the next movie comes out, besides, you know, with the series, you just get to watch the next episode. Yeah. And the problem with the series is. Well, not the problem with the series, because for me and you, there's no problem. The problem oh, with some people with the series was that it was taking a while to get there. You know what I'm saying? The yeah. first two episodes definitely act one. Yeah. And then the second two episodes is the act two. And the final two episodes is the act three. Mm-hmm. You know? 
So it, it, it built up to the point where it's like, okay, what we're, we're we getting at? Because people were like, oh, it's not this, or it's taking too long there, or, or it's missing this, or there's not enough Anakin, and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, dude, just let the thing flesh out. Me, personally, I loved how, how it went, how it was done, how it was paced. I have my... Say, so, you know, there's going to be a slight spoiler going on here. So Spoilers. I, Spoilers will happen, y'all. Just yeah. the heads up. If you're not ready for it, pause this. Watch Obi Wan and come back. Yeah, King Diabetes already left the chat room. He was like, "I haven't seen Obi Wan." <laughs> Bounce. Uh, I really don't want to give too much away because I feel like this is nothing that's gonna be too crazy spoiler because this is, this this is stuff I already knew before I even got to the show, kind of. So I mean, Obi Wan is of course about Obi Wan, and he's on planet Tatooine, and he's living his life, and he's trying to keep an eye on Luke Skywalker. Uh, at the same time, there's uh, Inquisitors, which were introduced in Star Wars Rebels. So for, you know, fans of that show, they were like, oh, snap, you know, now we get to see the live action form of Inquisitors. And if you guys haven't seen Star Wars Rebel Rebels, I recommend that as well. Um, these people are looking for Jedis. They're, they're basically Jedi hunters and they're looking for Jedi. Mm -hmm. But there's this one Inquisitor. She was not part of the show called Reva who's not to be confused with Reba, not that show, no. Even though I would have had Reba McIntyre play, that would have been very interesting. <laughs> I got nothing against Reba McIntyre. She's great. She is fantastic. I still eat it. So, <laughs> Reba, okay, I say that just with image of Reba back then when I was a teenager, so I don't know what Reba yeah. looks like now. <laughs> I don't know. Let's look it up. No idea. So you go ahead and look that up. So these Inquisitors are, are are Jedi hunters, and they hunted down the remaining Jedi's that are out there, or, or anybody who's uh, force sensitive. Either they take them out, or they make them for join the Empire. Mm -hmm. And um, this one, this one chick, Reva, is really like obsessed on getting Kenobi, just so she could get in good hands with Darth Vader. Then at the same time, we get to see little young Leia, and she gets taken by the guitarist from Red Hot Chili Peppers, uh, Flea. <laughs> the bass player, there you go, Flea. So not only did Flea try to fuck up uh, um, um, Marty McFly's future and Back to the Future, but <laughs> she he also tried to fuck up the whole damn galaxy here with uh, taking Leia. And then, of course, when they take Leia, uh, Bell uh, Organa wants Obi-Wan to save her, and thus there's where the story kind of goes. So these characters are all intertwined and come together. And what's great about this show is Jimmy Smith, Jimmy Smith. Of course, everybody's <laughs> fucking fantastic. <laughs> everybody's freaking fantastic. It's like, it, it, they, they took all these people that, you know, even, even Hayden Christensen gets this chance to redeem himself mm -hmm. as Anakin Skywalker, because he really like, he really gets to, you get some flashback scenes and he really gets to flesh out this whole uh uh Anakin who's who's dealing with this light and dark side within himself and 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 you you get I don't I mean I don't want to diss I love the prequels I always always I was always a, a a fond believer and defender of the prequels they did not suck compared to how people always say it you know now people like defending it after the sequels realizing how good and powerful the prequels are. But I have to agree that Hayden Christensen, not on his part, because this is all George Lucas, you know, Hayden Christensen, 
his acting could have been better. You know what I'm saying? Like it was fine, but he could have done better. And in the Kenobi, you get the sense like not only with his age and wise, but he actually puts more into this conflicting character with Anakin Skywalker and to see him return to see Obi-Wan dealing with this whole like post-traumatic stress disorder of, of fighting his beloved brother and almost son and, and defeating him and, and dealing with this whole, uh, being defeated by the empire and all this stuff. And, and just, just quote unquote hiding in the world while letting everything happen and then trying to find himself to build himself back up and get himself hope and seeing, you know, the, 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 once again, hope in the future with these new kids and people and, 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 the, and people rebelling and whatnot. It's really, really good and powerful to see that mm-hmm. it's something that wasn't missed in the prequels, but it's something that definitely would happen right afterwards and makes more sense than when we saw Lou Skywalker go down and the only way to redeem that Lou Skywalker part and what I really really fucking hope for is that we get to see this uh, this evolution of where what led Luke to that point you understand like the Mm -hmm. sequels showed you like oh I saw a little sense of it and this kid and I kind of attacked and you know, but I held myself back. But there, there has to be more to lead him to that than just that little moment. You understand? Right. And that's what I hope with the Mandalorian and Fed and whatever other series comes that fills the gap between the Return of the Jedi and A Force Awakens that we get to see this evolution of what happened with Luke Skywalker and why he ended up there. So just so it, just so I can feel that Luke because I can't understand that Luke. I can't understand someone who was like, so like, Oh, I'm going to help the world or whatever. And then all of a sudden, like I'm going to turn my back on the world, but you could understand it when you see Kenobi, because you saw what Kenobi went through, you know, they really gave you some backstory and, uh, showed like what was going on in his head and how he really does have like PTSD about what happened to him in the prequels. And, what led him to be where he's at now on Tatooine and trying to live a normal life without being a Jedi and saying, you know, he keeps saying throughout the series that Jedis are dead. And, uh... Oh, and you get to see some of that, too, which is freaking mm-hmm. great. You know, not to say that killing younglings is great, but to see this chaos... <laughs> <laughs> to see this chaos happening in the Jedi Temple is freaking great because it's something that you don't see in Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? No, they have some really good flashbacks. And, mm-hmm. uh, but my only beef with that is that they didn't like properly age everybody, so they still look old. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hayden Christensen did look older than he was. And his, he had some bass in his voice. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> but we let it slide, man. We let it slide. He aged um, just enough. Yes, but I noticed something which was really kind of eye-opening with the TNT playing all the Star Wars. George Lucas is not a good director. And nerds may get mad at me for that, but he's not. He doesn't know how to direct people. Because if you take somebody like... uh, uh, 
What's Padme? Who's who's that? Natalie Portman. Yeah, Natalie Portman. She's a great actor. But you put her in a Star Wars movie and she sounds bland. She's not really laying her lines out. And uh, I really blame George Lucas for that because I don't think he knows how to direct people or, or properly motivate them. But you get to see the same characters in Obi-Wan Kenobi that were in the prequels, like Jimmy Smith's and Joel Edgerton fucking Flea. <laughs> he, went, he went in the prequels, but he was great. And now we have this new director for the the series, Deborah Chow, and she really knows how to direct people. You get the inner, like, even the voiceovers that James Earl Jones does for Darth Vader are better than episode three. It's true. It's true. And that and that's something I I mean I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and speak for other Star Wars fanboys and whatnot. Uh, we all agree that Lucas isn't the best when it comes to directing. Because it's true, because he would just be like, Okay, this take, all right, that's good. A little bit okay, that's fine. You know, it's just like get it done and, and get it over with. Yeah. You like, you that's uh, what Um Clint Eastwood's like that. The Clint Eastwood movies are good. <laughs> Yeah, clean this movie good because he makes sure, but he he just he just like he'll just say like a little bit this and that and more emotion and then that's it. It's up to the actors really to do this stuff. That's why everybody agrees that Ewan McGregor like gave it his all. Like he was oh, the yeah. king of that, and he he did Obi Wan great, and that's why we're really excited to see him come back as Obi Wan. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 there. it's. It's clear as day that Luke—I mean Luke Skywalker—it's clear as day that uh, George Lucas is isn't great when he's great at making it. He's great at getting shots and stuff like that. Like, let's say—I mean, come on, like the fight scenes that he did direct and whatnot—they were really shot very well, you know. Especially the final fight between Obi Wan and 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 uh, Anakin. But the best movies that people always point out are the ones not directed by him. Empire exactly. Strikes Back. Yeah, and uh, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, and and then you see these other ones like Rogue One, and the sequels oh. were 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 done real well. And there's nothing against the acting; it's just you know their whole getting those plots to all stick together and whatnot. They broke uh, the mold when they made Rogue One. That was <laughs> Rogue One was fascinating. Oh. Oh but speaking God. of Rogue One, and this is something too for those of you who I mean for those of you who have seen Obi Wan Kenobi, you gotta agree with me that Rogue One was just the tip of the iceberg of what how badass Darth Vader can be because I think an Obi-Wan Kenobi just beat his whole hallway entrance scene because oh my god Vader was so I couldn't think of any (laughs) other way of Vader being threatening than him going through a hallway just killing motherfuckers no in this movie Vader basically could just stand still and be threatening, and you couldn't even touch him. You gotta he was... give that to Hayden Christensen too. Like he made this presence of Darth Vader. Like the original three, the original trilogy, Vader was never scary to me. Especially when I found out he was like some soft-spoken British dude. He was just—he <laughs> was like, he's like, eh, he's kind of intimidating. He, he looks tall, but it's not that bad. He's not like a scary villain. And then at the end, he turns out to be a good guy anyway. But Hayden Christensen is Darth Vader. 
he made him like gangster as fuck. Like he just walks into the room like he owns the fucking place. And then like when he's going through that that tunnel that they're all like barricaded in, mm-hmm. and he's walking through there to go get Obi Wan Kenobi. He's I thought he was just like that's the walk of somebody that's about to beat some ass. This guy, this guy, <laughs> this guy was. You can tell. He was so happy to be back and was dying mm-hmm. to play Vader as Vader himself, you know, like really not just being the suit and being like the final shot. No, this guy came out there and he was like, all right, I'm going to kill it at Darth Vader. And it comes down to the final episode when they face each other. Oh, and fight. this guy gave a performance it was Did just very threatening, very emotional. So and angry. So angry, but yet so beautiful. Oh my God. It was great because you get this like split kind of vision of one half is Vader, but the other half you could see Anakin Skywalker inside. You could see his eyes because Hayden Christensen was always good at getting those really evil eyes, you know? He can act. I've seen him in other movies like Jumper and stuff like that. And that movie he did with T.I. He can Jumper act. needs more love. Jumper does need more love. That movie is fucking phenomenal. Mm-hmm. But like I said, like people want to give uh, Hayden Christensen shit because of the, the two movies he did in the prequels. Again, then I put all the blame on George Lucas. He doesn't know how to direct him properly. Yeah, the... the... The dialogue, especially in Attack of the Clones, of just them together and, and getting all emotional and whatnot and them being like cheesy. Stand. Like, y- you can you tell. you, everywhere. Yeah, you know Natalie Portman can act. And you know this yes. dude can act. Just, why you got them over there being, like, fucking high school performance? Well, I mean, they didn't really have much to go on. They're, everything's green screen, so they're sitting at nothing. They're standing at nothing, and they're supposed to give these performances that obviously they couldn't do. Mm-hmm. I mean, not that they can't do it, but with what they had. I mean, if, I think if they had more stage props and locations and stuff like that, that's what's so great about these series that are are out right now, like Obi-Wan Kenobi and the Book of Boba Fett and the Mandalorian. They have these great sets. They have props, costumes. They have great actors and writers. And that you have to have all of that to put it together to have a good series. And all these, the, these three series are fucking phenomenal. They're up there with Rogue One because nope. they, they have all of the, the utilities to make a great show. George Lucas wish he had the technology that you're using today because Mandalorian, Book of Boba, and probably this one too. I'm not sure because we'll find out. Well, there should be like a Star Wars galaxy already on this. We'll find out how they made it. They still use that dome, which I forgot what they call it, remember? Where it's not green screen. It's just this this um, LED dome screen, and that's what they use as background. Oh, Yeah. And as the camera move, the background will move according to the camera. And oh, it wow. looks realistic, like you're actually there. So that's their new quote-unquote green screen. And everything within the dome is realistic. So like a boulder <laughs> or a house or whatever. Maybe it's... think of biodome. We're going to start our own dome. <laughs> dome within a dome. <laughs> and that technology, if used back then, could have probably helped a lot. Yes. Could have probably but, helped a lot. No. 
If you look at other stuff like Indiana Jones, that wasn't George Lucas. You could tell that was more Steven Spielberg. Oh, yeah, that was all Spielberg. Spielberg has this freaking great eye. And it's something that I know, like, I always noticed. But, you know, as you get older and you watch Steven Spielberg movies, you really notice his 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 style and his keen eye cinematography. And when I watch his new West Side Story, how his shots and everything still had that old school feel, you know, like yeah. like how they shot it back then. But then I, I, I remember, yo, Indiana Jones and those movies had those kind of shots as well. They're mm-hmm. very, very, like, he is a precise filmmaker and it's and it's and it's very beautiful so george lucas is great with coming up with a story and a pitch or whatever and ideas but when it's executing them he's better off giving it to other people to execute his story that's no offense to like american graffiti was actually good from what i remember it was a good movie and directed yeah directed well and whatnot but what was that other one thx i never got to see thx it's pretty good I never got to see that. It's it feels like a student film or something like that. Pretty much was, I believe. Yeah. Pretty much was. But yeah, yeah, he's better off giving his his stuff out there. And well, it's all out there now and you see what everybody's doing it. So just keep it with Dave Filoni and John Favreau. And we're yeah. good. <laughs> Who's the new one? Um Deborah Chow. Yes. She and yeah, Chow. yeah. And that's crazy because you know Mandalorian had all these all these different uh directors too and and one of them was um um what's her name from Jurassic Park uh uh the Howard's daughter you know beautiful freaking woman oh i love her the, uh what is it Deborah Ho- Bryce Howard or something like that she's fu- she's fucking gorgeous she's so beautiful Bryce Dallas Howard Bryce Dallas Howard yes she is so beautiful but she was I would really have her babies Yes, definitely. She directed some really great Mandalorian episodes. She sure did. She did. So, you know, shouts out to her. Uh, but yeah, it's just that kind of stuff. Robert Rodriguez, he took the freaking ball with um, uh, Boba Fett. As long as you give it to these visionary directors and who love this. And that's the thing because what, what, what was the fucking second one in the sequel? What was that one called? The Last Jedi? See, uh-huh. The Last Jedi was directed pretty well. It just went in some crazy direction that it was like, it just felt a little bit off to me. And the third one didn't pay off what the second one did. You know? So that's why, to me, it just feels off. Yeah. It feels off in that whole trilogy. I love, speaking of that, like, I want to go back to talk about Darth Vader and this new series, Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, there's the scene where they're trying to get away in the spaceship. <laughs> pulls the spaceship out of the sky while standing still, and then rips it in half. And it was like three or four in the morning, something like that. And I'm clapping and cheering like an idiot. And I was like, "Where was this fucking Darth Vader in the original trilogy?" <laughs> Nowhere to be found. They kept he it in the freaking. Ability, they kept fight. it. That was something that they. I mean, I want to say that I hope because you know people who work with this stuff know the freaking um, 
know their their source and the lore and all that stuff so but that was something that you were able to do in the game the force unleashed mm-hmm. you know and the force unleashed you you were able to stop a whole ship and bring it down and all this stuff and that was stuff that was taught to you by Darth Vader because he was you were kind of like his apprentice you were his secret apprentice to go against the emperor and stuff like that if you never right. play the force unleashed it's a fucking fantastic game it I used to have the first one Oh, the first one is fantastic. Got, Second one is stuck where you uh, you're trying to fight like some I... Jedi and the Jedi Council, and I keep dying and I rage quit. There was so much in that. That game was canon at the time period of how the rebellion started, and you kind of was like the catalyst to it. Uh, it no, the story was that. Deep down, really, Vader created the rebellion in oh, a way. Wow. Yeah, like he secretly kind of created the rebellion just so it could go against the Emperor and he could take him down a little bit more and shit like that. It was it was a really good story that was canon at the time, but now it's scratched off because you know all this new stuff is 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 official. Uh, but it's it's really good, and that whole thing of the force being strong enough to take down a whole ship was your stick. You, you were doing that shit throughout the game. So yeah, when I, I when I saw this happen in Obi-Wan, I was like, holy shit, they finally put it like somewhere in this fucking, it makes sense. Vader would be the guy to be able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. And that and the way that he did the uh, lightsaber fight at the end with Obi-Wan. <laughs> I'm like, this is brutal. Like, he's not out to, like, do fancy, you know, sword fighting techniques. And, like, uh-huh. he's really out to fucking hurt him. Like, he's doing some brutal dark side shit because villains don't try to, like, you know, have some kind of amazing performance. They just want to hurt you. And that's what's dangerous about the dark side. It was, it was, that that fight scene was really, really great when they, like, clipped it back and forth with the, mm-hmm. the, the, the flashback training they had with each other. Yes. Whew. Um, the guy I was trying to think of, Kevin Tantaroian. <laughs> Who's that? He's a uh, director from, uh. The Book of Boba Fett. He also directed like Agents of Shield and uh, Arrow stuff like that. Ooh. I actually did uh, some graphic design work for him. Oh, word! Yeah, and nice. Really, really nice guy. He was like, "If it's really good, I'll give you you know a couple hundred dollars extra." I was like, "Oh, sweet!" So I like stayed up all night getting it done. But just as an example of like these kind of directors that come into something like that is is amazing that we get to have better storytelling and and equipment to make these these shows better and they're better than the series like not series i mean they're better than the movies yeah because you get like i said you really get to flesh it out a little bit more yeah ooh and i, I love that they they brought back people from the uh, prequels 
Like who? Like like Jimmy Smith. Right, course. right. Organa, of course. They brought back Joel Edgerton, which I was so surprised. He plays Owen Lars. That's right. He was he was in uh, like Warrior and Kinky Boots stuff like that. And then Bura Lars, she's played by Bonnie Pius. She was in that Nexium Sex Cult. And she's in both of the documentary series about Nexium. She wasn't that I, with uh, Smallville. Yeah, she she didn't get branded like the other girl. She got out early. Nice. But she was smart enough to be like, something's fucky here. We need to get out. <laughs> Something ain't right with Chloe in them. <laughs> <laughs> them bitches are being crazy. Yeah. So she got out. I hadn't seen her in anything since the the Nexium documentary. So it was great that they brought her back. She was in the prequels too, playing Baru Lars. Good old um, Allison Mack. That hurt me, man. No, it hurt me, but it also made me like, it also made me go like, oh, she's a freak. Okay. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> she was my Mack. favorite too. She she got what, like 14 years in prison or something? Oh, man. You know, she got holla- trafficking. She got holla at me when she got out. <laughs> we'll talk. You like them crazy. <laughs> it was her and like two actors from... Uh, Battlestar Galactica, and that hurt me because I'm a, I'm a huge Battlestar Galactica fan. And I was like, both of them, really? One of them Hollywood's so... freaky, girl. Oh my god, that you just... can't be surprised. How surprised are you? Hollywood's freaky. But anyway, <laughs> they brought back James Earl Jones, of course. I think he has like a lifetime contract to play Darth Vader. Hell yeah, there's nobody else. Is it, um, what they're gonna do? What they're gonna do? God forbid. I mean, it's gonna happen one day. But what they're gonna do when he he leaves us? What's gonna happen? I can't have Darth Vader no more. <laughs> you gotta have someone's. But someone better be able to imitate that voice, like how there's, they keep Bugs Bunny alive and whatnot. They gotta. Yeah, there's there's gotta be somebody on the internet that can do a damn good, like the guy that can do Peter Griffin on YouTube. He sounds just like him. Exactly. There's the the uh, there was actually somebody on oh I can't remember YouTube some one of those platforms like that the guy that can do Cleveland Brown's voice from Family Guy in the Cleveland uh-huh. show he's actually replacing the white actor that plays Cleveland oh yeah 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 black. yeah I remember that when that whole ordeal happened they were like well we gotta make you know, we got to make sure everybody black is being voiced by black. That's so dumb. People forget what acting is. It is, man. I felt... Pretend. What was it, what was it that really... Pink pretend. It, all, it was... What was it that really pissed me off? There was some character that had to change. And I was like, it, it's just not right because I always... God damn it, I got to keep an eye on these motherfuckers. I always... Oh, because... My argument was, okay, so everybody who voices some black character, you got to give it to a black actor, but Samurai Jack is voiced by Phil Lamar, and that's a black actor, so should we go back and give it to an Asian actor? Is that what you're telling me? No. Japanese. Exactly. They're voice actors. Voicing. They're voicing things. Okay, hold on. I got to fight these kitties again. (laughs) Fucking cats. I'm dealing with dogs over here. I've got three dogs that keep rotating my fucking office chair like planets. And I'm the sun. 
because I'm so brave. Um, where's the other dog? Oh, she's right here. I don't know what they want, what they're trying to say, but these dogs are being crazy. I do want to say thank you for everybody that showed up, though. You guys are awesome. Danny, Spin Dog, Gina. Who else was here? King Diabetes. You guys are awesome. Um, I wonder what his cats are doing. Is that a black power fest? I like it. Your cats are roaming. OMG, I'm very happy that this podcast isn't <laughs> on video. Why? Because if you had saw me, look, I apologize if there was any like moment of like just silence there or whatever. I don't know if you were still talking or not, but you know, I, I'm sorry that I had to like run off, but also sorry at this because before I had to run off to get the cats off, I was here doing like the pee pee dance because I had to really go, <laughs> but I didn't know how to go, you know, because we were so into the into the conversation. So yeah, so if the camera was on, you would have just saw me here. Like I was literally getting up, down, like jumping around, freaking remember, like. Remember the last show that we did on camera, and I was doing that too. At the end, it was mm -hmm. like fucking looked like I was giving birth and having convulsions <laughs> and shit. It's like I had to pee so fucking bad. But I know, I know your pain. Oh man, it was that was painful. That was that was real. <laughs> Um, who else? Huh? Shit. We talked about Hayden Christensen. Oh, someone scared show. me, man. Oh, the big surprise of the show was uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., Ice Cube's son. Yeah, I saw him. I was like, yo. He just keeps <laughs> showing up in everything. I'm like, fuck. He's so awesome. <laughs> I just wanted him to keep having the Ice Cube face, you know, just real pissed the whole time. <laughs> Yeah. Kenobi, how are we gonna get the hell out of here? <laughs> I was doing my best ice cube face. You couldn't see it because you know this is an audio thing. Yeah. <laughs> you just gotta look really, 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 really pissed off. Now or I think they should just put every he has a great confused face too. He does. Do you remember that interview? Ice Cube was like, all right, show us show us your uh happy face. Show us your sad face. Show us your <laughs> And it was all the They're same all face. The, it's all the same face. But, uh, it's, a, it's a great fucking show. If you haven't seen it yet, go watch it. Watch the original trilogy first if you have time. Because it'll help tie everything together. You don't even have to watch all of them. Just watch episode three. And get your Star Wars on. And watch all these six episodes. And then, or right now... Google this fan edit and try to get your hands on it because I don't know how long this stuff is still going to be out there. Right. And after you watch those six, go ahead and watch this two hour one like I'm going to do and, you know, see if uh, a two hour cut is a good one, too, or not. Who knows? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's, a, it's a really good series and and it really keeps the story of Obi-Wan and Vader going on. The real question is, will they ever put uh, Darth Maul in it? 
but I highly doubt it. Because, well, you know, they could do anything, but that whole that whole conversation between both of them is resolved in Rebels, which happens uh-huh. after this. But no, no time during that does Darth Maul ever say he came in contact with Obi Wan. But then again. They never said that either in, in New Hope, but they found a way to loop that in there to make it still seem like in the conversation they had in New Hope fit in with what happened in the Kenobi series. Oh, yeah. So you never know. I still have hope that uh, a Darth Maul uh, live action shows up in Kenobi and, you know, he tried to get some revenge and whatnot. I had to keep I fighting could... the cats off of it. <laughs> They were about to knock it down constantly. If uh, Darth Maul shows up in anything, I'm gonna fucking flip shit. I'm just gonna be the biggest fangirl. Yeah, just like I did when he showed up in Solo, but you know, that didn't keep going. Nope. Nope. Because it was awful. I enjoyed it. It's alright. I enjoyed the train heist. The train ice was dope. Yeah. And the music um, for the Marauders. What's his name that played, uh, um, uh, God damn it, what's his name? The guy with the cape. Destroyed the second Millennium Falcon. Oh, the, uh, Donald Glover. Yeah. What's Childress. the name? Uh, 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 Lando? Yeah, Lando Calrissian. Yeah, he did well as him. He did really good. Yeah, he knocked out the part. People were really hard on this guy being uh, uh, Han Solo. You know, it was, it was a big shoes to fill. <laughs> they should have done what they did with the, the other shows and just CGI fucking, uh, what's his name's face from Han Solo. They didn't think about that or, and it could also be like, you know, Harrison Ford don't give a fuck about Star Wars. No, he doesn't. He don't give a shit. He probably agreed to the Force Awakening because he was like, "You're gonna kill me off." Okay. That that was it. He just wanted to be killed. That's it. I I wanted to die in Return of the Jedi, so <laughs> let's go for it. You can leave me alone finally. No, they brought him back though in the third one. Yeah, remember Andy, he was there. Andy's doing another Indiana Jones. Oh, but Indy is forever. <laughs> just like Wu-Tang. No. <laughs> Indies forever, just like Wu-Tang. But you know what can't be forever? This podcast, eventually, yep. we got to cut it off. So thank you, everybody, for being here. Uh, Shout-outs to Spendog, Danny, uh, Sexy, uh, uh, King Diabetes, who left earlier because he didn't want to get any spoilers <laughs> for Obi-Wan. But I hope you watch it. And then uh, you get your ass over here and listen to this whole thing. We're going to biz out. You got the whole spiel. And we'll catch you next time. Remember to everything Real Machine Room and Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Disregard our Instagram logo there. We don't know how to get into that anymore. <laughs> we don't. We fucked since, that up. Since day one, we fucked that up. Yeah. Uh, mach- MachineRoomPodcast.com. For all your machine room podcast needs and uh yeah thank you for being here and we'll catch you next time on this same bat channel no remember that that was always good to hear it was what's gonna happen same bat channel same bat 
time or something like that. Yeah, yeah. with bad time. Some shit like that. So yeah. This cord's being fucky. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Can they hear you? I don't know. Can they hear me? I don't know, but... Hello? That's gonna be your final words, because we out this bitch. Yes. <laughs> Goodbye. Good night, everybody. Have a good night, everybody. Better play the outro. Yeah, better play the outro. Hello. Goodbye. Yes, blow out everyone's ears as the show. Ah. As the show's ending, we're gonna blow everyone's ears out. <laughs>